Are you living in what we call the one life fulfillment triangle? And that's where your passions meet your talents, where there's opportunity in the marketplace. Let me say that again. Where do your passions meet your talents where there's opportunity in the marketplace? Thanks for pressing play. That voice you just heard is my dear friend, a brother from another mother, none other than the founder of One Life Fully Lived, Tim Rode. And this is Christopher Lockhead, Follow Your Different. And uh, we're a dialogue podcast, which is sort of the opposite of a traditional interview. We aim to have real conversations that celebrate the people, ideas, and companies that stand out. We're sponsored by the good folks at Oracle NetSuite. Learn how to turbocharge the growth of your business today at netsuite.com slash different. And while you're there, you'll be able to set up a free one-hour growth review with an expert in your industry. I also want to tell you about uh, Tim's organization, One Life Fully Lived. Uh, We have our annual conference, October 12th and 13th, 2019, in beautiful Long Beach, California. And you're invited. Um, One Life is the organization dedicated to helping you dream, plan, and live your best life. Uh, You can bring the whole family to this incredible event. And speakers include the uh, outstanding Jeff Hoffman, who's a billionaire entrepreneur, venture capitalist Cody Sanchez, and best-selling author uh, John Roman, and myself. So I'd love it if you came to see us October 12th and 13th in beautiful Long Beach, California. Go to onelifefullylived.org slash clockhead to get yourself set up. Now, Tim Rode is one of my favorite people and one of the men that I respect the most. We have a no BS conversation about designing your best life. Uh, Tim's journey from going from real estate agent to real estate investor and entrepreneur to founder of One Life, a powerful nonprofit. We talk about what he's learned about how to make a difference in the inner city, uh, why there are more good people doing good things than we hear about, how to create a diverse, deeply mission-driven network of people. Tim is truly one of the greatest human routers I know. I have met so many incredible people, many of whom have become guests on this podcast, or I should say oddcast, Through Tim, he's an incredible connector. Uh, He also talks about why it's important to us. He says, get the goods in the woods and a whole lot more. There's a great conversation with a legendary guy. Go to Lockhead.com to check out the show notes for this episode and key takeaways and learn more about Tim. Now, hey-ho, let's go. I have been up to some wonderful things with One Life Fully Lived and, and uh, just seeing our, our dream that you were there and calling when it all first started off like seven years ago um, to see it just materialize into something really beautiful uh, has been amazing. And we're at a place now where you know, the little engine that could, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And some of those are not so sure, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you've been through some of those not so sure. But now we're at a place where we leap from, I think I can to, to we know we will. And, and. Oh, wow. You really fun. feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, today I've had phone calls with, an, uh, 19 year old entrepreneur who who told me he'll be financially free by 22 so when he's 22 he's going to go um to like a buddhist retreat for like three months and he just he just um you know is just so sure of his future and so on track knowing who he is and what he's all about and earlier today i had a um call with a 25-year-old African-American kid from Minneapolis who's, who's an amazing entrepreneur and really into um, politics in his area and running a difference. And when we talk social justice and, and really difference and empowerment. And, and, and so these, you know, years ago that what that just started as a germination seed has grown into 
you know, these, these people are either seeing what we're doing through social media or our heart-centered friends who get our mission to serve and what we're all about um, are connecting us. And as an example, the, the 19-year-old kid, um, Lindsay McCarthy, uh, helped us, uh, connected us. And so just, just amazing and, and just love that stuff. I can't believe it's been seven years since we got started. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. And what's the biggest, you know, you didn't have a ton of nonprofit experience, did you? None. Yeah. And so <laughs> what's that transition been like to go from, you know, realtor to real estate team member to real estate investor to, you know, I would call you at least a mini tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> and now to starting a nonprofit and, and your nonprofit is not a traditional foundation where a rich guy just parks his money and gives away money. You, you are doing stuff with people all around the country. And, uh, you know, so what's that been like for you, Timmy? It, it's been an amazing journey. And it's and, you know, Tony Robbins, I think he, he started this. I heard this phrase from him called can I constant and never ending improvement. And it, and it just seems like every day I almost feel like I'm in a flow state, just going with what, um, you know, which way the, the, not which way the wind blows, but which way I'm being directed by the universe to help make something substantial and meaningful. So I'm, I just feel really blessed to be connected to an amazing amount of talented people such as yourself who, who know who they are in the things that One Life Fully Lives all about. That's vision planning, relationships, finances, and wellness. And if you yeah. think about it, the the core of the things that matter in creating one life fully lived. And, and with all these talented people uh, on one side, the, the journey has been getting to know like who could most use all of this and how can we best serve and, and what's the real estate term highest and best use of one life fully lived to, to help make a difference in a, in a world that certainly could use a little one life in right now. Yeah, it feels like the need in terms of, you know, if you take the mantra, uh, dream, plan, and live your best life, right? Uh, the need for helping people figure that out uh, at a time where, you know, there's a lot of economic uncertainty and a decline in entrepreneurship and a huge rise in the cost of education. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there struggling, right? Yeah, and that's and and the challenge is is uh, they're struggling because they're basically being taught to struggle by people who are struggling that that really haven't quite figured it out themselves. So the ecosystem, all they're aware of is struggle, and you know just trying to get somewhere with their lives, yeah. and and a lot of them you know, aren't, aren't doing so hot. So it's, so it makes it tough if you don't have models of what can be. You know, you said something really, well, you said a bunch of things that are really powerful there to me, to me. I mean, uh, you know, first, um, you know, I grew up in a, in a world of struggle and a life of struggle. Um, and when you grow up around struggle, at least it was true for me, it can be easy to think, well, that's just what life is. Life is about this struggle, whether it's financial struggle or, or other kinds of struggles. And, and I had a bunch of financial as well as others. <laughs> um, and, and, and so how do you, what have you learned in the last seven or so years of helping people get, you know, out from underneath the bus and begin to design their life and take control of their finances and begin to actually live a life that they say, um, you know, is, is a great life. I think it's, I think it's a matter of exposing people to new ideas and, and, and new thought processes 
that that they've never been around and new role models that are doing things that that uh you know that spark a what could be for me and and unfortunately a lot of these schools we go into we'll ask how many kids you know want to be an entrepreneur or learn a trade and and few hands go up they're just being taught that there's only one way to do this and that's through a college degree and if you don't ace the SATs and don't get the highest scores and by the way if you're going to be an engineer a pharmacist you know a lawyer that that makes sense but but but, but to just go there mindlessly and get the debt because that's what everybody else is doing that's what the masses are being sold on right now. And it's just a broken system. And that's where we say it needs a little one life. And then, and whether you're going to be like, get a career like a teacher or a fireman, like my son's a fireman, my daughter's a server and another one of my sons is a, owns his own businesses. So, so, you know, we have each, each of the above, they all know the business of running your life. And yeah. that's what we, yeah, that's what we teach at One Life is, is the, you know, entrepreneurial skills needed to, to hopefully when you get old and gray, you, you've got a few ducats in the bank and you still have your health and vitality to get the goods in the woods at a, <laughs> at a senior age. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's this funny term. I, I'm sure you've heard it. The the millennials say uh, they call it adulting. Right? It's like, oh, I had to pay my bills today. Too much adulting, or you know, and it's it's right. it's fascinating to me that uh, doing things that lead to a successful life now have this term that generally means is generally has a negative connotation. I had to do a bunch of adulting today. I had to buy my groceries. I had, to, and it's like, well. Yeah, I mean, we need to we need to fucking handle our lives, and uh, I just find it amazing that we we don't really teach adulting. We don't really teach how to be a successful human being in school. Right, and and it's a matter of getting after it. You know, I know what is is uh, about about becoming legendary, and and the the you suck, you don't suck, or you're legendary. And and there was the movie Glen Gary Glen Ross where you you win first prize you get a Cadillac second prize is the steak knives third prize is step into my office because you're fired and and you know that's just the way life is is that there's different people that are going to go at different levels you know and 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 it's just human nature but I think it's incumbent to go inside and, and just find your best self to where, whether you're, uh, happy in, in uh, my daughter told me today, you know what, dad, I love my job. I go in and I make pretty good money and, and there's not a lot of responsibility. It's pretty darn simple. And I'm really <laughs> into, you know, my food prep and, and, and self care and just making sure she's, you know, healthy and happy and that's her version of one life fully lived. You know yeah. what I mean? And and every everybody has their own ideas of of what success is. And we look at you know people in uh, huts in Jamaica that have no floors, and they have these huge smiles. Right. So yeah, and 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 you know I know uh, a multi billionaire that's personally told me I'm not happy. I don't like my life. And the one thing that that's helped me with that is Hal Elrod's miracle morning and learning how to meditate, you know? So it's not about the, it's not about just the Benjamins. It's about um, fulfillment and that success with depth, you know? Well, and the other thing too, I, to get back to Sarah for a sec, um, you know, she's a server, but she's a server that has investment properties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, this yeah. is a young woman who has her shit together. And if you look at it on, on paper, you say, well, you know, is being a, a waitress, a server, a great job? Well, there was a point in time, actually, where being a, like, if you go to a really good Italian restaurant, by way of example, 
right? There are professional waiters and waitresses who, who view it as a profession and they have pride in what they do and they make good money and they make great tips. And, you know, and so to me, Sarah is kind of that way. I don't know if she'll be a server, right? Her whole career or she will or she won't, but she's a professional. She applies herself. She takes it seriously. She saves her money. She buys investment property. She marries a great guy. She, you know, she's having a great life and she's turned being a server into a career. Yeah. Surrounded by family that loves her and, and her, you know, niece, niece and nephew. And just, yeah, she's got a, she's got a really good gig. And that's a good example of everybody's version of one life fully lived is, is different. And, uh, and by the way, um, she is, she is a high level server. She's got her regulars who insist on her, you know, and, and, and do tip very well. And yeah. So. She's good at what she does. Yeah, I love her. I do. Um, now, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about as I was thinking about our, our time together today, um, and this may seem like a strange place to go, but I know, I know you'll go any strange place I want to go with you. <laughs> you. You drive, dude. I'll be in the passenger seat, or I'll drive for a while. You, you rise. Yeah. So, you know, you're a 50-something-year-old white dude who grew up just 59? about 60. You're yeah, turn, are you turned 60. 60 this year, Timmy? I do, dude. When? Yeah. In September 19th. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm writing this down. Wow. Okay, so you're a 59-year-old dude, a white dude, from a small mountain town in the Sierras. Hick from the sticks. Self-described, right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't think I know a person with a more diverse set of friends and colleagues and partners and collaborators than you. I mean, it, whatever level of diversity you want to talk about, whether it's where they are economically, where they are politically, uh, where they are, you know, what, what nationality, whether they're immigrants or, or they were born in the United States or, or whether they're black or white or green or purple or uh, chartreuse. I don't even know what chartreuse <laughs> is. You, you ever notice this? Every once in a while, my wife will, say, will name a color to me like chartreuse, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And women know way more color than men, know. right? Uh, way more yeah we got them on directions but they got us on colors they, like we got black green red blue basic you know white yeah. but they got all these other things anyway I, I don't know anybody who and i almost hate to use the term because it, it, i don't love the term but I, i'll use it for maybe lack of a better term inclusive like uh -huh. You don't give a shit about whatever, where somebody came from or any of that. You care about who they are and you yes. have created a massive, not just organization, but you know, my, my buddy, Mike Maples Jr., the famous VC, he really believes the corporation in terms of a command and control hierarchy as a paradigm is pretty much dead and that the new paradigm in business is, is yes. networks, right? Yes. And well. One Life is not a nonprofit with a structure like a typical, you know, company or even nonprofit. One Life is a network of people who come together and do events and contribute uh, and participate in various ways and make other connections and bring up like you have created a network based movement. And it is. Um, uh, what's the right word I want to use or phrase I want to use completely um, separated from any kind of uh, uh, diversity tag. It doesn't matter whether you're fucking any, it doesn't matter what the fuck you are. If you show up at one life and you say, Hey, I'm yeah. here and I want to improve my life and hopefully be able to help other people improve their life. Then they're kind of in and, yes. and, and, you know, that's, I don't know, that's, that's an incredible thing for a white hick from the sticks. Yeah. Well, um, I think, how can I put that? Let me start by saying, I think I'm the norm, not the exception. And I think that's 
underrated in in our press. I don't think they I don't think they give the do-gooders enough credit. I think there's tons of us out there with with big hearts that are that some are quietly serving in their own way, some are more vocal about it, but there's a lot of people from all walks of life with servants' hearts that the press just simply isn't it doesn't sell, you know. So, so let me start by there. Now, let me let me tell you my thought process. Um, Martin Luther King, I have a dream. His his dream is so perfect that it just doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. If you if you and I the the term we use at One Life is if you'll eat your fucking broccoli, which means doing the hard work of going inside and doing the things you have to do in vision planning. Uh, um, what? Excuse me. Vision planning, relationships, finances, and wellness. To, those four things are the you know the core of the of the work you have to do. To, to get somewhere. And if you're willing to do that work, um, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what your political beliefs are or what your you know beliefs in the world, as long as you're nice and your your motives are are you know pure to what your dr- hopes and dreams are. And obviously a lot of people see the world differently, but it doesn't, it's not nobody's evil. Well, few are evil. Most right. w- want the best. They just have different ideas of how to get there. And and one life, our our thought is we don't care if you're three or eighty five or any of the things that would divide us. Um, if you have a pulse and you want a better life, you're freaking in. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and you know it's interesting. So. I- I love that you've done that because what it what it has meant for me, uh, just on a personal level, maybe on a selfish level, is you've brought all these people from all these backgrounds into my life, and now I get to have them, <laughs> right? And, and and that's cool. The other thing that's cool, and uh, I think our friends Hal and John, um, Hal Elrod and John Berghoff have done this, you know, when you and I were together at their Best Year Ever event, to me, it felt very similar to a One Life event in that same context, right? That it's the opposite of the culture wars or the race wars or the whatever wars that we, the you know, the war on women, the war on, you know, to your point, this is what we hear in the media. And yet, you know, it is an interesting thing to hear me hear you say that you don't think what you're doing is that exceptional, right? And that everybody's included under a certain context, right? You, you can't just show up at One Life. You have to be there and you have to be committed to working on your life and participating and, and so forth and so on. But if you're those things, those are, those are values, if I could say it that way, of the organization. If you, can, if you subscribe to the values of the organization, then it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, or what your background is, or or what have you, and and so you you really think, Timmy, that there are more people with that mindset than with um, you know maybe a less inclusive mindset. Um, well, I, I I'm just saying that that have servants' hearts and give you know in their own way, either to their family or or to their church or to their that give blood that that are just serving that, that, yeah, care about humanity that the press doesn't, doesn't give props to. And by the way, there's also greedy people that are just selfish, including, you know, corporate leaders. I remember when we were at Pear Lake Hut and you and Al were telling me some of the, like Steve Jobs and just some of the ruthless comfort, you know, I'm like, no, no. Because I, I just like to think that everybody, you know, is it cares and just wants the best for humanity. And unfortunately, that's not the way things are. So, yeah. But I think on balance, I think there's more people like you than less. 
to- totally there's there's a um, yeah there's a there's a lot more that serve in their own ways quietly that people don't know about, and I think that's a ma- magnificent thing, you know. Um, so and and and. So one of the things that One Life's created, and you're a big part of, and, and I'd just like to thank you for everything you've done for us, Christopher. You've been an amazing supporter from the start, you know, speaking and donating and sponsoring. And we hey, am created I still something. the only speaker who has made a donation every year? <laughs> Let me think about this. I would have to say the only one that has, yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah, so, I like to. I so like to. Whether created, I speak or not, I like to pay <laughs> to be involved. <laughs> I like to donate. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Well, we sure appreciate it. Um, yeah, we and and another way you donate is this amazing thing we've contri- we've created called the Contributor Club. Uh, it's part of something called transactional giving. People love to help, especially if they know. You know, what we're doing goes towards our Dare to Dream program, helping in inner cities and stuff. But they love it even more when people such as yourself give up, you know, your valuable coaching hours to somebody who contributes to One Life Fully Lived. So look what happens. That person gets to learn how to, you know, in your case, niche down with marketing. We also have experts in in all of the areas we teach with the vision planning, the finances, the relationships, and the wellness. Um, so, so if if somebody like at a hundred dollar level can get a call with with a Christopher Lockett, a David Osborne, a, a John Berghoff, a Tim Rode, a Hal Elrod, and and uh, you know, get one idea that can help them take their business just just thousands, if not hundreds, maybe millions, you know, yeah. or contacts and stuff. And this helps us with our program. And this is how, you know, we plan to grow this and have a sustainable base so we can just keep going into more and more cities and be more and more effective in what we're doing. Well, and this is, look, I don't know how many other nonprofits do this. Maybe, maybe you'll tell me. But this model of I have some group of people who are connected, you know, the names you mentioned and many, many others, you know, the Salazars and, I mean, so many amazing people, right? Um, Thousands. And, and they're, they're committed to helping and supporting the One Life mission. And those people donate their time and, and people – um, you auction our asses off, right? And, <laughs> and, and sell coaching and whatever other, you know, time with yeah. all these incredible people. So you get these incredible people donate time. Then you get participants who donate some money and they get to have interactions with these kinds of people, get coached by them and so forth and so on. It's a very innovative way to raise money where it's like, okay, participant A will donate $100 to One Life to have a conversation with David Osborne. That's kind of a very interesting fundraising model. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not only interesting, but it's brilliant because people want to help something that is, is righteous and good, but, but they'll help even more if they get something that's, that's of greater value than what they're giving. So yeah, it's, it's turned out to be a, a win, win, win. And, and, you know, I just like to say, you know, me, Chris, uh, I, I started one life fully lived. We're a 501 C three for seven years now. I've never taken a dime. Uh, my staff is doing this because they have big hearts. Brian Roach has been with me for seven years. He's our program director helping with our dare to dream and our journal, Susan Jacobson, um, is has been our executive director for almost a year now. Has done an amazing job. Just and she's just, been involved for many years before that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just uh, um, really help being the adult in the room, uh, along with Rocha, of of making sure we're on point and and going in the in the best direction. So. Well, and you know, testament to you, but you've attracted these people. And it is interesting that uh, as the founder CEO of the nonprofit, never taken a dime. It's pretty unusual. 
Well, it's because I, um, I did all the things we teach in One Life Fully Lived. It really quick. My story is I got off to a late start. I was the loser in the back of your class, not paying attention. And it's funny, the more of these young entrepreneurs I talked to, the more I realized I instinctively knew that I was not going to learn trigonometry and endoplasmic reticulums and all the super intelligent stuff. Just learn as little as I can. And then, <laughs> and yeah, and then found my niche selling real estate, lived like I was still a grocery clerk, invested wisely, retired at 40. And, and that allowed me to, you know, now all I do is invest in super wise people like David Osborne, Andrew Cushman, and a lot of my other friends who. Andrew Cushman. Holy God. Thank you for putting that guy in my life, man. He has turned out to be a great real estate investor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so this is, this is level three when you're, and you're at this level two lockout where we're water skiing in other people's wakes. And, and, (laughs) and I, I spend five, five percent of my working time on, on finances and it's just paperwork and, you know, doing, moving this around and moving that yeah. and keeping an eye on stuff. But, but that leaves me, you know, 60, 70% of a very fertile brain that needs to go somewhere. And I don't know why I'm so driven, but, but, you know, it's just kind of taken on a life of its own and new people keep coming in and, I, and, and it just inspires me to be around all these, especially these young caring minds that the who sang are about the kids are all right let me tell you the kids are all right they um you, you know you'll hear a lot about them a lot are on the wrong track but there's a lot of kids out there today who are heart-centered and they they care about humanity and they really want to make a big difference the thing that they need to learn is how to eat their fucking broccoli and 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 do the, the hard inner work of figuring out where do they belong to, to make a, a great life for themselves to where they, they really can make a difference in a big way. You know, this the putting the oxygen mask on themselves. Amen. Hallelujah, brother. Yeah. You, know, you say, you, you say, um, uh, do the work. We had uh, David Cancel, the uh, co-founder of um, HubSpot and now of Drift, who's got a new book out called Conversational Marketing. And he's, I don't know him that well. I've really just been getting to know him, but he's hes an entrepreneur I have, had, have admired from afar for a long time. Anyway, he talked about, um, you got to carry the water. Yeah, yeah, you know, eat the broccoli, carry the water, and do that yeah. work. Yeah, um, you know, my good friend Rhonda Smith, who who you met her in Reno at like our third conference yeah. ever, and and you've seen her, amazing, you know, kind of, yeah. Um, she, we've talked about the term gestation period. That that from from when you get the idea to when things really take hold you know from when you go to i i've got an idea to i think i can oh shit i think i can i think you know to i know yeah it, there's it it's longer than people think and and harder but but why not stay on it what else do you have to do? What are you, you know, going to do? This is why we're here. Yeah. What are what you going to do? What else are you going to do? <laughs> you going to Yeah. You know, and and it's funny we we can find enjoyment in things that don't challenge or tax us, right? So it's very enjoying to sit down and watch a great movie or certainly mm-hmm. to have a meal or a beer or both. (laughs) Um, And so there's many things we can do that are, you know, have enjoyment associated with the experience. But it's the things that challenge us, that that push us to stretch ourselves in ways that maybe we, we didn't know we could go. That's where that's that's where life really is. Right. Yeah. Tony Robbins Robbins said the quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to how much uncertainty they can handle. And, mm. and so if you think about it, if you just go to work and watch TV and pay your bills and, you know, just, just do the same thing week after week, year after year, it, it's, you can have a really enjoyable life. Um, 
but it's the, you know, it, it's that stepping out of and trying something and getting kicked around a bit and tweaking it and just the, the yeah. great feeling of going to bed every night and hitting the pillow tired because you know you gave it your all that day. You were pushing yeah. something. Yeah. And so if I'm somebody who maybe is not pushing myself and maybe is a little stuck and I say, you know, I, I want to become somebody that I admire. Uh, I want to have, uh, you know, a life fully lived. You know, I, uh, and I don't want to get into the details. It's probably not appropriate. But um, in our family, we just lost someone. And I don't know, I'm sure it's the same for you, Timmy. But when you go through um, sharing an end of life experience with your family, with somebody who's beloved in the family, um you know, there's the, the pain and suffering associated with the process of losing the person and then ultimately uh, when they pass and, and all of that. So there's all that going on. And, of course, the other thing that's going on in the background, you know, the, what, what Bix Bixen would call the background conversation in everybody's head is, you know, who am I? What's it going to be like when I die? Who, who am I going to be when I pass how will i feel about my life you know in the case of this person uh it was an older person in our family um but she was very healthy and there was no reason to have any concern and she had a massive stroke and was gone in, in about a week and wow. so it, incredibly shocking right and so i guess my point is it it it, it can't help but i know it's cliched but it can't help but to put you back into that place of you know when my time comes um what what will be my no bullshit assessment of my own life and i think when you when you look at it in that context you know the people that we admire to your point they're people who broke and took new ground. They're people who lived life fully. They're people who pursued areas of massive interest for them and tried to make some kind of contribution. They're people who who uh, were respected in their uh, chosen field for being, you know, great at what they do, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's fine to, to your point to be that person who collects your paycheck and goes home and whatever, but... Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the people we admire, and I think, and this is leading me to a question, the people we aspire to be are the people who are making a big contribution, who are living a bigger life like that. And um, so I guess with all that said, what's the motivation when, when somebody shows up at One Life? What do you think the average new person is seeking? That's funny you were, use the word seeking because that's the term I thought of as a as the person who would naturally come to one of our events. They're a seeker, and and you know uh, typically it's not the one that that got the masters and aced the SATs and stuff because they're typically on more of a traditional career path. Ours are the ones, you know, that, that uh, might, might be salesmen, but have the wrong product, if you will, in means and, and, and just, just kind of learn through trial and error. Uh, they're just more entrepreneurial in nature are the ones that are naturally drawn to us. Yeah. But, but some come into our world that are more uh oriented and that's just where they are where they are and where they're going to be because that's where they feel, feel most comfortable however that doesn't mean um those people don't gravitate towards what we do in our teachings towards running the business of your life and and whether it's more of holistic wellness or or it's uh, finances how to earn more or how to invest wisely or, you know, just, just connections that can help make a difference in their world, though, that's what we find for the people that do come in. And I think the most surprising to them is the new people they meet 
that and the effect those people have on their lives. And you've you've talked about this. Of, of I look at it like we're a, a unique ecosystem of people looking for for the best selves. That everybody in our vortex seems to be. Uh, growing and finding themselves at a higher place. I, d- I want to say one other thing while it's fresh on my brain about um, wherever you find yourself in life, whether you're listening to this and you're 15 years old or you're 32 or you're 59, um, are you living in what we call the one life fulfillment triangle? And that's where your passions meet your talents where there's opportunity in the marketplace. Let me say that again. Where do your passions meet your talents where there's opportunity in the marketplace? And if you're one of the fortunate people that say, as Lockhead would say, fuck yeah, Chester, that, that this is me, this is the life I'm living, then you're a lucky person. And, and if you're not there, you don't know, think about if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? And, and, you know, I challenge you to go towards that because that's what the one-lifers are doing. We're seeking to, to find out where do we best fit in, almost like a, in nature, how, a, you know, trees and plants and bushes and rocks and water, and it all flows together in this beautiful, you know, mosaic. And that's what, what we look at is how can we all, you know, be in flow together, co-creating something that's just amazing, you know, and just think if we unleash this bomb into the inner cities where it's needed the most and, and, and help, you know, empower those to, to be the role models for what can be, then you, you, then you disrupt in a good way. Yeah. It's not like the people coming you know, there's some uh, suburban, well-off people that come to One Life for sure, but um, it's not like that's just the only people who come, right? I mean, these Dare to Dream events in the inner city are incredible, and they're people who are, uh, in many cases, from some of the socioeconomic, social uh, contexts or backgrounds that are the most difficult, the most challenging, certainly in the United States. Um, and, and to provide them with exposure to things can be different and it's possible for them to take life by the reins. That, that's a very powerful thing to go get done. Right. And, and Christopher, so we're combining, you know, John Berghoff's uh, a appreciative inquiry, leaf, leaf facilitation with our, one life teachings to create the one life dare to dream program that brother james and brian rocha we're going to be bringing these to cities all over america in 2020 (laughs) and we're creating a program called one life easy to serve where casey mccoy we were talking about casey is a good example that just waiting to bring this to his city and we have crews ready in Atlanta and Dallas and Austin and you know we're already in Philly and Sacramento and and Long Beach and we just did one in a small town called Los Banos California Hmm. to see that the model can work in any town USA and and Brian Roach is on the rotary there and the Rotary helped us get the school board who helped us get us in with the schools and the press was there. And, and now we'll be in that town from now on, just growing our tentacles, going deeper and deeper, helping them, you know, uh, get mentors and, and people to teach them how to, how to open up small businesses or how to, um, you know, get, learn the best trade for them. That, but, but to do what's within that, uh, one life tri- triangle I was talking about. So. Well, you know, there's another interesting thing as you uh, were sort of laying that out. Um, I don't know how many other people this is true for, but I got to believe it's true for some percentage of, of, of one lifers. You know, I came to one life cause you and I are friends and you started to talk to me about this idea before it was really even a fully formed idea. Right. And so, 
uh, I have tried to ride shotgun with you since the first time you told me about it in, in you know, in the back country of the Sierras. Um, and so as a result of that, my sort of the place from which I have always come with one life is wanting to be a contributor or a collaborator, a, a donator, uh, you know, so in other words, and I hate to put it in these terms, but I don't know any better words. I'm, I'm, I'm a giver, not a getter, right? Um, uh-huh. However, the craziest thing is, so, so I, I guess my point is, I wasn't necessarily seeking any of the outcomes or benefits of being part of One Life as a participant. That wasn't my headset. My headset was the flip side of that, right? However, and it's a giant however, the, the, what I have gotten, what I've received in my life, just the learnings are tremendous, but the people, right? Will Little and, and David Osborne and Pat Hyben and the Salazars and uh, Berghoff and Elrod and Rocha and Brother Jan. Like, it's a, I would, it's a long-ass list, right? And so the interesting thing, and I, I'm reminded of something that um, Sebastian Younger said when he was on the podcast. He was talking about how um, research has shown that the giver receives more um, of the, the sort of the, the dopamine and the dopamine and the I don't know what I mean shit in your brain, right, that goes off. The reward systems um, that, that when, when the giver gets more of a psychological, physiological reward in the body than the receiver, right? And sure. so I just, as you're talking about all the things that people come to One Life for, the thing that I'm sort of present to is just I didn't come for any of those things um, and yet I've gotten all of those things and then some <laughs> that's great huh? yeah that's that's the, the the way it seems to go is that the the gift is in the giving and and this is something candidly I didn't get till later in life you yeah. know I um I, I think I always was a good servant when I sold real estate. When I when I checked out groceries, I always, you know, wanted to give sunshine service and and, and do the best I could. But um, I think I was more head centered. And over time, thanks to to wonderful mentors like my wife Tina and Janai Lane, my spirit coach, I become much more heart centered and and really worked on developing. Uh, rather than being the bull in the china shop or the hurricane or throttle on, throttle off, uh, uh, tapping into the frequency of the universe, which is around 77, and just existing in that um, high, if you will, as much as I can. And you and I have talked about, you know, we're both ADD. We both have uh, some level of bipolar and stuff. And I've struggled with that for decades, but uh, I'm proud to say, you know, I think I do the best with it of, of what one could and go with it and, and just kind of try and, and, and exist in as happy as I can. Uh, state of 77, I want to say one other thing to that. Well, what uh, is like state of 77, Tim? Porn stash two. It's, it's, it's where it's the frequency of the universe. It, it, the, it, the, it's the energy of the universe is at that, is at that level. Have you been and doing your Oscar parties to figure this out or how, 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 where, 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 where does this come from? Uh, no, this is denies all natural. I mean, I, yeah. So what was, what, is, is 77 natural. a thing or is this a metaphor or what, what unpack this for me? <laughs> No, I think it's I think it's actually a scientific fact that 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 the there's a frequency of the universe that that is just going at this certain level, and you're either tapped into it or you're not like you're not. Hey, you're not tapped in, but but uh, yeah. So I, that's what she says. I'm going with it. It seems to be working, Mister Lockhead. So. I'm googling it quickly to see if we if there's anything <laughs> out there. Uh oh, here uh, we go. Well, according nervous. to Pinterest, 77 is the best frequency. 
<laughs> I don't know. It doesn't look like this is a, a, a easily Uh-oh. Googleable answer. So I'll just go Uh-oh. with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so anyway, I, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that that's one of my missions and gifts is to have come a long way from being somebody who's mainly had to somebody who's way more heart centered now. And by my actions, I get to help a lot of people in my world understand the gift of getting beyond just making money and building wealth and, and building the best you and, and getting into being a a good servant and helping lift humanity in a big way. So. Oh, Timmy. The, the other thing I find that's interesting is it would be easy for someone to hear all the things you just said and just think, well, you know, Timmy's a, a more in touch guy or maybe a little bit of a softer guy or maybe a little bit more in touch with his feminine side or, you know, whatever, whatever. And maybe you are. And you're a fucking man's man. You do man shit. <laughs> you, you, you know, incredibly successful in business. You put a lot of real estate moose on the hood, right? And you do man shit like climb, you know, Mount Shasta and ski it. And, you know, you do all this incredible. I mean, you can't be more of a uh, uh, mountain man. I think you got mountain dirt in, in your blood. Right? <laughs> I mean, you know, and yeah. you camp and shit and you know, shit in the woods. And you know, I mean, you're a man's man in on whatever dimension you want to talk about you're incredibly capable and all of that right so so i guess my point is it it's another interesting thing about you right that you're this manly burly man man uh but here you are talking about your spiritual mentor and your wife and going from being uh, head-centered to heart-centered. It's an interesting thing. Why do you think as sort of this manly man, type A guy, um, you've landed in this place where you've landed? The, the quote, if you think about it, all the quote manly man things that I do are out in nature. And, and I literally live in a house that's tucked into a mountain. But I mean, you used I- to do it in business. You know, that, yeah. that, sh- that conquering in real estate, I mean, that's a more yeah. masculine vibe. I, I, I guess my best answer is, is uh, I believe in different incarnations and chapters of your life. And I, and I put the moose on the hood in real estate, and it was a very, very wonderful chapter from 25 to, 50, to 40, you know, um, becoming financially free and learning all the lessons that that took and stuff. And then I was kind of a ski bum for 10 years, just figuring stuff out and really learning all the, um, you know, uh, backcountry wilderness survival and avalanche one and avalanche two to where I can guide adventures, world-class adventures with badasses, which we're doing. We're doing a couple of goods in the woods adventures uh, up here that are fundraisers for One Life Fully Lived this year. One of them's uh, ski-related, one of them's mountain bike-related, and this isn't official yet, but I'm having a call this week with a guy named Charlie Engel who ran across the Sahara, and he did a documentary called Running the Sahara that Matt Damon um, was the document. Yes, his name Isabel, yes, yes. Yeah. Charlie, we're putting together a um, an event, GoBundance in One Life, where we're going to climb Kilimanjaro and do all these other adventures. So Charlie just was speaking at our Breckenridge event. Um, event. By the way, Lockhead, remind me, um, I forgot to tell you, Mike McCarthy wants you at um, Austin this summer for GoBundance. So oh, I love it. When, when is that? Uh, I'll get you the dates right after yeah. this. But yeah, yeah. Awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, but Charlie spoke there and, and he's helping us with, with this, you know, like, like it's a, it's a new division of GoBundance, like GoBundance Extreme, and it's a fundraiser for One Life. As so if you, it wasn't extreme enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, had, I had yeah. Hyben on the podcast just before you guys were going to Japan and he was yeah. laying out to me some of the shit that you guys are going to be doing in Japan and you know, climbing these mountains naked with these monks and, you know, and then fucking, like, yeah. it just, it's 
<laughs> I was like, yeah. you guys, I, I was like, I, well, I want no part of that. <laughs> no, you'd love, we're going, we're going to uh, Argentina and Chile this year. And we're hiking a bunch of uh, big mountains there and doing glamping right at the base of them where you're sitting in a glass like a uh, house right at the base of these beautiful things that you hike that day so yeah that's awesome yeah so lots of adventure in the go abundance one life world that that once again i'm finding ways to to have all this serve the kids and it's and it's cool to um you know, be able to, to utilize the God-given talents I have. I'm 59 and I'm leading an expedition while we're with professional guides up Mount Shasta. And, and Brother James is helping me facilitate a design your one life legacy for high end go abundance level people. Uh, it's kind of like, hey, so you know how to make money and you've set up a great life. What kind of legacy are you going to leave? What kind of second half are you going to yeah. set up? Yeah, yeah, and having a few gray hairs and, you know, putting both of my parents to rest. Uh, you know, you, you live a little and you learn some things that you don't know, you think you know in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. But there's, there's a whole different level of this that, that we're uh, developing that, that's just kind of like um, one life at a mastery level. So. So, so, you know, teaching that to people on the high end who can afford to help us in a big way while they're getting amazing world-class adventures. So. Yeah, and I mean, that's the other cool thing you've done. I mean, you have deeply connected GoBundance and One Life, and um, they're interconnected in a way that uh, the people in GoBundance have have skills and experiences and obviously financial resources that can make a big difference in one life. And so you've, you've taken your, your for-profit uh, men's uh, mastermind that you and was it you and Hyben? And, and David Osborne. Oh, and Osborne, of course. Yeah. The three of you guys found it together and, and, and now you, you're completely um, connecting it to one life in this most fascinating way. Well, it's in a way where uh, the abundance has fueled one life. They, they gave yeah. over $300,000 last year to wow. help us. Yeah. And, and they're just, you know, part of the abundance is uh, genuine contribution yeah. and the members. But besides having their own charities, and this is go back to what I was talking about, about how there's more of that than you know. These guys give a lot and help One Life in a big way, and they have their own charities and 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 many other ways they give. And this is, this is the world I see. So, yeah, yeah, lots of, yeah. Lots and you're right; generous. it doesn't get enough attention. Yeah, there's a lot of good people trying to make a difference. Yeah, and I just love to see that story get out there more. And, and you know, so well, it's going to get and, out there now. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on while we were together, Timmy? You know, um, I want to make sure that, that your listeners know to come to our conference this year in Long Beach, California. Um, that's, that's October 12th and 13th. We have a benefit conference concert on the 11th. And, in Long uh, Beach? That's a, in How Long fun. Beach, California. Yeah. Um, we have, we have, uh, the tickets general admission are only $99. Our, our keynote speaker is Jeff Hoffman. We'll have like 60 presenters there all together with breakout sessions in our, in our teachings of vision planning and, and relationships and finances and wellness, uh, you know, beginning finances, expert finances. And the expert finances are people like, you know, Christopher with Niche Down or, or Andrew Cushman with, with how to invest in syndicates and stuff like that. So, so we have, you know, and, and the basic finances is, is, is people teaching like budgeting 101. So we do a lot of, um, lot of, it's a good thing to bring your nephew and your, and your kids. We have, we have kids as young as uh, four to fourteen for the for the youngsters. We have a another conference going on right during it, and that's only fifty bucks. And our upscale upscale ticket 
That includes the concert, benefit concert on Friday night, and the um, also includes the both days of the the conference. Sitting up front and sitting with the and having lunch with the speakers is is only two ninety nine. So it's it so should be awesome. like twelve hundred bucks. Oh yeah, I mean you know you, you comparable um, you know for profit personal life development shit is way more expensive than that. Yeah. And Hoffman, you know, what an amazing guy that is. You know, he's a great example. You know, you hear all this bullshit about the one per top 1% and what assholes billionaires are and da, 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 da. It's like, okay, some of them are, and some of them were, you know, deserve some criticism. Fine. But like Jeff Hoffman, billionaire, fucking billionaire has created multiple companies that have made a giant difference, including the company that um, does the ticketing at the airports and including, of course, uh, most famously Priceline. But so he makes all this fucking money. And what does he do? He's trying to give back, not just financially, but like everything he's got. His book scale is a fucking legendary must read book. And he does all this one life stuff for free. And, and he's the most affable, non, like he's got no, like he's, look, he's got, you know, he's got an ego in the sense that he's a confident, successful guy, but, but he's as approachable and affable as anybody can fucking be. Humble. Right? Humble. Yeah. Yeah. He owns, uh, he owns a cruise ship called Entrepreneurship that goes all over to the world and like docks in Syria and goes into camps and just helps, you know, people with their entrepreneurial ideas and stuff. And he's just a a servant's heart. So yeah, Yeah. he's a great example of, of, you know, somebody that, that, that on a large scale has a huge servant's heart. So, so yeah, 60, 60 different presenters, um, on all the different things we teach and it's it's amazingly affordable and well worth your time the reason we make it so inexpensive is so you'll jump on a plane and come join us and you know uh christopher talked about all the things that came into his world when he came to serve and we just found that anybody who's come into our world great things have happened so great things happen. we welcome you october 12th and 13th long beach california Yes, yes. 2019. All right. Anything else you want to touch on, Timmy, Tim, Tim, Tim? <laughs> no, please go to our website, onelifefullylive.org, and uh, join our contributor club and get a coaching call with somebody like Christopher or myself uh, and, and at, at you know higher levels. And uh, please grow with us. Join our Dream It, Planet, Live It, One Life community on Facebook and grow with Great us. Great Facebook community. Fun yeah, to be yeah. part of. Good shit going up. Good commentary. I like, you know, there's a lot of bad shit about social media, but I like being a part of the One Life community on, on Facebook. It's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, Christopher, thank you for everything you've done for us. You've been such a prince and just love you and Carrie and and uh, just want to keep growing with you over the years, my brother. I feel the same so. way, Timmy. Please give uh, Tina a big kiss for me. Got it, man. Bye-bye. We'll talk soon, brother. There he is, as I like to call him, Timmy Tim Tim Tim, because Tim's so awesome you can't just say his name once. (laughs) I hope you love this conversation as much as I did. If you want to find us, you can find us on the internet at Lockhead, L-O-C-H-H-E-A-D.com. While you're there, it would be awesome if you subscribe, because even if you subscribe to this podcast on one of the top podcast players, The only way we know you're there is when you subscribe on Lockhead.com. If you want to send us email, send email to blackhole at Lockhead.com. And uh, from time to time, I do a QA and a uh, episode. So if you have a question you want me to answer on the podcast or the oddcast, by all means. And on Twitter and and, um, uh, Instagram, I'm at Lockhead. You can also find me on LinkedIn. And we do have a Facebook group. All right. We would like to thank... The incredible one life fully live.org and the awesome legendary Tim, Timmy, Tim, Tim, Tim Road. Join us October 12th and 13th in beautiful Long Beach. Check out one life fully live.org slash C Lockhead. Go Bundance, the tribe for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic lives. Check out gobundance.com. 
the Mission Daily Podcast, a podcast for smart people who want to get even smarter. Uh, number one Amazon bestseller, Niche Down, How to Become Legendary by Being Different. Check it out on Amazon.com. If you want to grow your brain, grow yourself, and grow your company, check out my friends at GrowWire.com. It's what smart entrepreneurial people are reading today. And speaking of things to read, if you're uh, a young person trying to figure out how you break into the business world and start your career off strong, then check out my friends at Crash, Crash.co. Careers, not credentials. We don't care about grades, degrees, or resumes. We care about helping you launch a legendary career. And my good friends at Bottleneck Virtual Assistants. Why not leverage the power of a virtual assistant to help you get more shit done? Check out bottleneck.online. And the amazing people at Habitat for Humanity. Habitat's vision is a world where everyone has a decent place to live. Check out habitat.org. All right, I need to remind you that this podcast is the sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network. All rights do remain perturbed. We must warn you that this podcast is clearly produced in a studio that does contain nuts. Remember to support your local charities. Be your own credential. Always get the goods in the woods. Don't forget to buy John's crazy socks. Don't be lame. Get out of the passing lane. Remember, going slow in the left-hand lane in the United States, in most states, is against the law. <laughs> Thank you, Candy Dandy. Love you, Mom and Dad. And hey, Colin, this oddcast really ties the room together, doesn't it? Today, our deepest apologies go out to Grant Cardone. Sorry, Grant. We just ran out of time for you. That's it, my friends. Stay legendary. And until we're together again, follow your difference.